we are not giving our citizens the tools that they should have for accountability of this institution. At the end of the day, we should be held accountable for our actions, whether that's in the voting booth or through an ethics committee where a constituent can bring a claim for bad behavior. By the way, did you know why the ethics committee is so important? Welcome back to By the Way, Did You Know? And we have one of my good friends who uh, I've known for a long time, my good friend, Representative Kate Klunk from Hanover. Thank you so much, Torin, for having me on, and it's great to be with you, Mr. Landslide. That's right. There, there's a podcast on that someday in the future, I'm sure. But in any event, so uh, Representative Klunk is our likely chairwoman of the Ethics Committee, which is coming up here, hopefully, if we ever pass rules uh, soon. But I thought it'd be important to talk about what the Ethics Committee does here in Harrisburg, who it oversees, what some of the changes have been, and really kind of peel back some of the, the bad vibes that you get from Harrisburg sometime. You hear all the bad stories, what this committee does to try to clean that mess up as they kind of come about with members and other folks here in Harrisburg. So, Kate, as the, uh, as the, the, the potential chairwoman of that, what is the Ethics Committee? So the Ethics Committee is a committee that you probably never hear about. And usually that's for good reason, because that means that nothing is in the press and nothing is public about the Ethics Committee, that we haven't you know, moved forward to the public phase of an investigation. Most of what we do is behind closed doors. We typically organize after the rules are created to create the committee. Uh, we have our first meeting to establish those rules. And then after that, any future meetings are purely dependent upon any type of claim that might be filed against a member here in the legislature. So it, it, it's truly driven by the public, providing us with any complaint that they might have. So every time, funny story, I, every time I hear ethics, I always think of that Billy Madison um, point where, where the, 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 the guy who was trying to take over the company for his dad talks, they have that academic decathlon, and, and, and his category is business ethics. <clears throat> Explain business ethics and how they are applied today. And he like squirms. It's like, well, the thing about ethics is, <laughs> but the uh, ethics of uh, business can be summarized in, uh, yeah. Um, see, uh, ethics are, uh, you know, the, the <laughs> it's an awkward subject, right, for a lot of people to talk about, because it usually means that you're looking into something, an accusation where you've done something wrong. I award you no points. And may God have mercy on your soul. Exactly. And that's where, at the end of the day, we want to make sure that we are upholding the highest standards here in the House of Representatives. We are a reflection of the 13 million people who we represent. And the folks who are sending us to Harrisburg want to make sure that we are good, upstanding, law-abiding, ethical citizens. And whether that's to make sure that we are not committing sexual harassment in the workplace or political corruption and everything in between. Between our folks back home want accountability, they want an ethics committee where their claims can be heard, and that we can seek justice internally for anything that comes um, before the committee on behalf of a member or a member of our staff. And this committee obviously gets a lot of accusations. Not all of them are true. So how do you handle, how do you, sift, I, I assume everybody gets some type of due process, some type of fair process in evaluating 
let's say a constituent or whoever reaches out and is just mad at their at their representative and makes an accusation how do you how do you filter through those things so let me first explain a little bit about the committee so the committee is truly bipartisan in nature it is split 50 50 Democrat Republican so in the past we've had four Republicans and four Democrats and Typically, how it's worked is if there's a, a claim that comes in a, against a Republican member, de- the Democratic Council handles that particular claim, hypothetically speaking, and then vice versa. So in order to move forward based on the rules for any type of claim to move into a preliminary investigation and beyond, it, it has to receive by partisan support. So it's it's a very thoughtful committee. And it's actually, fortunately, and I think good for the rules and, and the protection of members and those bringing claims, a rather secretive committee. Because what you explained could happen, potentially, is that a constituent could bring a claim against a member that goes before the ethics committee. And there may be no actual claim there. It may be a frivolous claim that the committee could then just automatically dismiss and say, we have no jurisdiction. There's no rule violation here. The problem is that based on our rules, individuals who sit on the committee are bound by confidentiality. Individuals as part of that particular complaint, if you file a complaint with the ethics committee, based on our rules, you are supposed to keep that in confidence and not talk to the public about it. What happens, though, is that people do. And people go out and say, I just filed a complaint against Representative X with the Ethics Committee. And the Ethics Committee, based on the rules that we've had for years, does not allow for the committee to make public anything about any sort of investigation until we would actually move to the public phase of an investigation. So I've actually been an advocate and and some of the members have for rules changes. Um, It was incorporated in one of my previous resolutions, House Resolution 192 of last session, that would have given us some flexibility with that for a case where maybe it is in the best interest of the institution or the committee to be able to publicly talk about something that might be before the particular committee because of you know, hypothetically, you have a, an accuser on the outside leveling accusations against a member, and maybe there is nothing actually coming before the committee. Um, and, right, because you and, can't even, if, so, if, if something ultimately de- determines not to be actionable or it's, it's, it's frivolous, you can't even announce that. Correct. So um, being able to give the committee some tools in a bipartisan way, again, um, that committee is 50-50, so getting you know Republicans on board with a Democrat proposal to do that or vice versa um, would have to happen. That's always been very important for the Ethics Committee is we act in a bipartisan manner to protect the rules in which we operate and ensure that the best behavior of members is what we're striving for. And look, no one is perfect, right? And these these rules that we have put forward um, and the Legislative Code of Ethics, we're not asking for perfection, but we're asking for folks to not participate in political corruption, right? Don't take a bribe. Don't run your campaign out of your district office. Don't commit sexual harassment in the workplace. 
against a member or a staff member. And that's what the rules have had for the past couple of years. We actually, a couple of years ago, made them better to include sexual harassment um, as a rules violation. Uh, but we can also do better. Sure. And look, every, lots of businesses and entities out there have some type of HR department, which acts as someone you could report to. Until we had the ethics committee, we didn't have that. You know, we kind of policed our own, which, again, could be a good or bad thing. This this committee, at least, brings it into a forum which is bipartisan, requires bipartisan efforts to investigate and actually get to the bottom of what's going on. And one other thing that we do as well on both sides, members, based on our rules, at least historically, we are required to take a certain number of ethics hours every year of training on ethics rules. We are, at least based on previous rules, required to take three hours per legislative session. And one of those must be in sexual harassment and understanding those sexual harassment rules. So we will hopefully, once we organize here with new rules, hopefully they'll have an ethics committee. Um, last week during special session, we did not have an ethics committee. We've been going on almost two two months here without an ethics committee. Um, well, let's talk about that, Kate. So, like, you know, last week we had special session. There's There are accusations out there with certain members that have testified. You know, what it kind of highlights the dilemma we're in where we – can't investigate a potential wrongful doing by a member of the House. Right. So, Torn, if today, if there is a member of the public who has any type of claim that they want to bring against a member, let's just say, you know, hypothetically speaking, there's a member who is running their campaign out of their district office. That constituent sees that, they have hard evidence, they've, they've done their due diligence, and they want to file with the Ethics Committee. So they write up their claim, they submit it off to the Ethics Committee. Well, there's no, technically, no ethics committee to submit it to right now, and legal counsel will tell them there is no such ethics committee, and at this time, we cannot receive any complaints. So it's one of those, sorry, we can't take your call right now. Circle back with us once you get a committee. So it's, I'm sure, frustrating for folks out there in the public who want to bring legitimate claims and want to seek justice for something that maybe um, they've viewed as a wrong by a member to them or to the general public. Yeah, and and this just, again, highlights the need for why we need to get organized in the House, why we need leadership from the, the Democrats to show us what their rules are, to show us, you know, how we're going to get organized so that we can represent the people of Pennsylvania. And it's not just ethics. There's all kinds of things. But this, this issue has been highlighted over the last two weeks of a need for this committee and the need for lots of things we need to do for the people of Pennsylvania, which is really frustrating. It, it is really frustrating. And as the you know, likely chair of the Ethics Committee, I hope that the rules this week, if we get back into session and organize, include an Ethics Committee. When I saw the lack of ethics rules last week and those special session rules, I was absolutely appalled. How could we move forward in a special session for victims of childhood sexual abuse and not have an ethics committee when we heard during Speaker Rossi's listening tour that there are potential credible accusations of sexual harassment for a sitting member where an individual may or may not be able to bring a claim? And that is just 
frustrating from an, an individual member standpoint, frustrating as the potential ethics committee's uh, chair, because we are not giving our citizens the tools that they should have for accountability of this, this institution. At the end of the day, we should be held accountable for our actions, whether that's in the voting booth or through an ethics committee where a constituent can bring a claim for bad behavior. Look, I think Kate has highlighted the importance of needing an ethics committee. You need these types of things in place so that we can, you know, have some oversight over people that aren't always, don't have a lot of oversight otherwise, unless we require ourselves to, to be overseen by somebody. So, Kate, thank you for your work. Thanks for being an advocate for ethics uh, over the last couple of weeks and, and fighting for some changes, while also, you know, fighting for having an ethics committee as we head into uh, this session, which is now almost in March, and we still don't have rules. Well, thank you, Torin, for having me, and I will keep my fingers crossed and say some prayers that we will be ethical going into this next legislative session. This has been, by the way, Did You Know? Tune in for all of my podcasts at repecker.com slash my podcasts.